0: acute mental neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. Not going to be a whole lot um, going on drama-wise. Once again, I've had a pretty easy week. It seems to be kind of uh, up and down in terms of stress and anxiety versus really easy ones. So this is going to be a pretty easy week to talk about. Um, There are a few things, uh, interestingly, that I'm going to be exploring, but nothing huge. Um, First off, you can probably tell by my voice, I'm still sniffling a little bit, but I'm pretty much 100% healthy. Um, A little residual um, congestion, but nothing big. Um, You know, blow my nose first thing in the morning and then I'm good to go for the rest of the day. So I'm happy to be back, you know, healthy and hale and hearty. So that's great. Um, So hopefully this will be a more full episode as opposed to the sick episode, um, which was really short, and then the kind of um, 75% health episode last week that wasn't wasn't terribly long, but wasn't terribly short either. It was just kind of me going back to a few things I'd skipped over from when I was sick. So um, this is going to be a more of a fun one because it's a lot of pop culture stuff. Let's see. Uh, let's just start with the day job. We'll, we'll get all the kind of business out of the way um, and then jump right into the fun stuff. So the day job, uh, very interestingly, um, I've talked a little bit about, um, you know, that we've had some kind of HR problems, staffing problems. I now find myself in the position to be doing hire, um, interviews and hiring. Um, I still haven't gotten kind of the authority or pay or um, title to be kind of a manager or a lead. And that'll be the kind of my next talk with the, with the boss going in about, look, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, I need to be compensated properly, you know, but I don't mind taking on the extra responsibilities if that's what it's going to lead to. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, it does kind of time strap me um, in terms of doing stuff before the day job for the network. Um, So I'm going to have to kind of flip my schedule around that instead of working on network stuff during the day. In the mornings, I'm going to have to probably work on them at night, which really sucks because that kind of cuts out um, the time I put aside to uh, do all of my, um, you know, pop culture and media input stuff for Shooting the Gap on uh, when we record on Saturdays. So, you know, let's just kind of jump into, you know, that I'm time-strapped on on the network. Um, It's a good thing I was running so far ahead on variant covers because I've gotten down to the end of the ones that are done, and I haven't started the three. I've kind of got lined up. Um, I'm going to hopefully have uh some time on Saturday, uh which I will get to uh in a little bit, um, to play like a massive amount of not only catch up but kind of uh overshoot everything where um you know I'll work on two or three variant covers. I'll have like a whole day to just do that and edit things and put everything together and kind of get back on track for next Monday. Um, you know, as I've talked about before, I have Kind of a broken down um, daily schedule that i have to maintain to keep everything running smoothly which i don't mind i'm very like i've said list based very schedule based very linear but once that's disrupted it kind of throws me into a tizzy you know i've worked very hard to not let my control issues come back um not only in terms of the day job and giving more responsibility and it's like well now i have more control are my control issues going to emerge i'm really um, I'm not even white knuckling it. I'm, I'm really just, you know, staying calm, doing mantras, you know, like I can only control myself. I'm not going to worry about it. Can I do anything about it? No. Then, um, you know, then it's off my plate. Same goes with the BAC and it's like, I struggle. And I go, well, when, do I should re- should- when should I record this? When should I edit that? When can I work on this? And I literally just look at the schedule and I go, okay, when can I move things around? To keep kind of an even keel mentally and to keep an even keel uh, 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 tempor- uh, temporally um, in terms of time management. But I do feel this week that I'm a little strapped on time. A um, little tight trying to get everything out and ready. But like I said, I'm going to be freeing up Saturday because Deb is going to her Ingress Con up in Boulder uh, at time of recording this weekend. And we recorded a cushion episode which was a lot of fun. We talked a little bit about how she's fallen down a criminal mind's hole. And um, we break down um, a song called um, Stop Talking About Comic Books or I'll Kill You by Ookla the Mook. And um, it was a a really fun episode. I got to talk about comics, you know, just, you know, freely. And it was a lot of fun. And I got to kind of inform Deb about, you know, some of the stuff I read when I was a kid and all the stuff I read as an adult. And, you know, and she was just like, I didn't realize, like, you knew... You know, she I, I don't think she truly understood the level of nerd brain I have about comics, um, all the way up to you know, the like two thousand ten. Um the last couple of years I've kind of slipped uh in my reading. Um but I don't I don't think she realized that I can pop off that, oh yeah, Marv Wolfman did this and that's how he got there and then he did this with this, you know, with this and, and George Perez and that's why you have this seminal team Titans run. And then, you know, they went to X-Men for a little while, but it wasn't, you know, really the X-Men stuff was Chris Claremont, and David Cockrum. Anyway, you know, I don't think she knew that I knew kind of the, the stats of comics. Um, I thought she, I, I think she just thought that I knew like a lot of character info as opposed to the industry stuff. Um, and I could be wrong. I, I, I shouldn't be speaking for her on this one. But I, I don't think she, uh, maybe she did understand the, the level of kind of my weird... Um, near-photographic memory in terms of this kind of stuff. And, you know, speaking of, you know, stuff that's for, you know, kids and young adults, I've had this sudden, wouldn't call it revelation, but kind of this general feeling in my, in my bones of, like, maybe it's time to grow up. Uh, maybe it's time to, you know, put work first um, and get my life back together. I've kind of been coasting, and I'm not... It hasn't gotten me anywhere. Um, it, it, I haven't regressed any, but I haven't progressed any. Um, I've kind of just been, you know, very even Steven about it. Uh, one would almost say stagnant, you know, if you didn't look at the output that this network has. Um, personally speaking, it's you know, I, I just there's not hasn't been a lot of of, of momentum, and um, in, in terms of uh, growth. Um, in, in getting my life back together. And I think it may be time to kind of put, uh, start putting my ducks more in a row as opposed to one or two of them. And then I kill them and eat them, um, or shoot them with a light gun. So, uh, let that laughing dog pick them up. I hate that bastard. And really, interestingly enough, I talked about, um, you know, being strapped for time. Um, but, uh, last Sunday, um, I watched three movies. Um, I just woke up and was like, I just feel like watching movies. I don't feel like editing anything. I don't feel like um, working on variant covers or um, sticking around on Facebook. Um, you know, I did what I had to do for the network. But after that, I was like, I'm just taking the day off. And I'm just going to sit around and drink coffee. I watched three movies, two of them good, one of them mediocre. And you'll hear about that um, in, a, in a couple weeks. Or no, I guess this will go up. Yeah, two weeks out. Because um, you'll have this will go up along with the cushion episode of, of Claps, so you'll hear about it in a couple weeks. Um, but I did watch uh, 47 Ronin, uh, Brave, and um, I rewatched watched uh, Serenity, a uh, movie based on the TV show Firefly, which is one of my favorites of all time. I just got done rewatching watching um, all of Firefly, I think last week and or two weeks ago, and uh, just kind of wrapped up with, with watching Serenity, um, and just forgot how much I loved... Uh, Joss Whedon's work on on, on those uh, that show and that movie. And speaking of binge watching stuff, um, I've been binge watching in my free time, what little I have. I've been binge watching Big Bang Theory, and actually, that came out of watching Serenity and Firefly, or Firefly, Firefly and Serenity. Rather, I was watching. Finally, I was watching Serenity. And that would be my co- dumbass coworker yelling in the background about cookies in case Mike picked that up. I was watching, you know, uh, Serenity, and I thought about Summer Glau, and I was like, wasn't you an episode of Big Bang Theory? And I went and I got that episode. But it was kind of in a giant file jumble with, like, the first five seasons, and I went, well, while I'm, while I'm watching that episode, The Terminator Decoupling, I'll I'll add, you know, the all f- the first five seasons onto kind of my watch queue. And I've just been slamming through, um, I think I'm almost through the first season. Um, and I've only been watching it for two, three days. I mean, I'm I'm literally just watching hours of it whenever I have the time, staying up late, uh, watching it in the mornings. Um, it uh, it feels kind of good to kind of nerd out and binge on this, uh, especially because I didn't jump on the Big Bang Theory bandwagon early on. I I, I've seen the show. I know of it. Um, I you know I, I know the characters and what they're all about, but I never watched it regularly. It wasn't a, a priority to me. I'd catch it when I could. It's funny. I like it, but um, you know I was never really like a diehard fan, and I still am not. A, but I, I really am enjoying kind of binge watching and like seeing you know the characters in the first couple episodes that you can tell the writing's a little shaky and they don't really have a bead on Sheldon and Penny and, and Leonard and you know Penny's a lot dumber than. You know, she ends up being by the ninth season, which is great because it shows that personal growth. But she does kind of, you know, drag the boys out into the world. But they make, you know, her realize that she has potential in different areas, uh, including, you know, intellectual and going back to college. So, but it's very interesting where I identified with um, a line from an episode that I, I don't remember the name of off the top of my head. What happens is Sheldon is uh, feels threatened by a, um, another young uh, teenage genius and that teenage genius ends up getting sidetracked by women, uh, which was really fun, uh, really funny, but um, Sheldon Cooper ends up saying this line where he says, don't worry, my work will always continue at this school because um, personal, social interaction um, and relationships both uh, baffle and repulse me. And I laughed so hard because I know there are people that think that's who I am. Um, You know, this is hot on the heels of talking about the asexuality and the masturbatical. I agree. I'm a little baffled by uh, certain social cues, certain social scenes, um, interactions. I'm I'm usually very awkward unless I know everyone in the room or it's, you know, the bigger the number of people in the room, the, the more isolated I feel. Um, I wouldn't say it's crippling social anxiety, but, you know, I'm not on medication for it. But, you know, I am kind of bad about certain social cues and um, I will intellectualize things instead of thinking of them emotionally because emotions are my weak point And I'm trying to get better about that. Um, but I'm a smart guy and I can kind of go, well, this is this social structure that is happening. And they go, well, how do you interact with that on an emotional level? And I go, fuck, I don't know you know, <laughs> and that's not the reason I'm not dating anyone. If you listen to no applause, just to clap, um, I'm a kind of an acquired taste, um, you know, in terms of the crap that falls out of my skull and my sense of humor. So, but part of it is, yeah, like I'm a little weird about talking to girls. I haven't had good experiences and there are times that the girls haven't had good experiences and I have like a, a negative connotation and I have rejection issues and It's a whole mess, and I'm trying to work through it. I'm trying to kind of untangle the emotional Christmas lights of my soul, which I will have to tell Deb I said that. But I'm trying really hard to kind of get in touch and talk to my kind of inner Sheldon. But unfortunately, speaking of being very um, insular and isolated, I have started working on a new uh, Photoshop project. Um, I'm going back to doing digital painting which is something I've always been interested in, and I just kind of fell away from it, and I kind of came back with you know the variant covers and kind of trying to keep my design skills sharp. And I talked about this, I think, weeks ago, that um, I had started kind of conceptualizing a D&D character uh, called Skondo and um, I ended up drawing him, and I just kind of let it sit there for a while. I'd scanned it in and done like a digital overlay, so he was a lot cleaner than all my pencil strokes, um, essentially inking it. Um, if this were traditional art, and to put it in comic book terms. It was kind of like I inked it, but I hadn't colored it. I really wanted to color it. And uh, I think a couple weeks ago I got, that was last week, um, I got kind of, once again I was kind of like, I don't really feel like editing. I'm going to edit like half an episode and then, you know, get as far as I want to, and then I'm just going to draw. And I started digitally coloring him, and it was a lot of fun. I'm not even halfway through. I literally just started It's a lot of, he has like a leather uh, breastplate that uh, I colored and didn't like, so I kind of cleared that out. But I was working on. He has like a chainmail underneath the the leather bra- uh, uh around his torso, like kind of a uh, a long um, chainmail uh, vest underneath the uh, the leather breastplate, and um, I started coloring that in, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun, just kind of. You know, I'm doing like a half moon shape with my hand like I'm holding a pen. But kind of just shading with two different colors of gray, three different colors of gray. You know, it, it, it's tedious, but it's so zen for me. It's so fun. And it was great because I was uh, at this, uh, th- my friend had an art show. And I was, I got there early and I was working on Scondo and I had my little bamboo out. And all of these artist guys kept like kind of like asking him like, what is he doing? What is he working on? Like, what is that thing? And I said, oh, it's this. He, I use it for digital coloring and I use it for... Photoshop and I couldn't have gotten through college without it and um and they go, Oh, that's really you know, like it's a mouse but it's a pen, so it feels so much more natural. I said, Yeah, and if you flip it around it feels like a an eraser and they go, No, and I, I had him flip it around and yes, it feels like an eraser. Um, to some extent. I mean, it you know, it's years old and the you know, the sensor sensitivity is a little dated, um, not as sharp. But um so I started working on that and I think I'm gonna kinda when I can free up free time, uh, I'll work on that. You know, once again, maybe Saturday, I'll kind of just be a jack-of-all-trades, and I'll do some editing, and I'll do some variant covers, and I'll do some fun stuff with Scone Doe, and I'll do, you know, know, work on RSS feeds, and I need to update our website. That'll probably be in a couple weeks, and I'm sure you'll hear about it on DAMN. Lastly, uh, and this is really the first note, um, the first thing I thought of was that I, sometimes I will forget words, um, and it's a very Neil Gaiman approach, but where do forgotten words go? You conjure them. You have a mental picture of them. You either see the action in your head, or you have a vague spelling of it. It could be right, it could be wrong. But you manifest this thing mentally with energy and neurons and electricity. I mean, it's it's a physical reaction. Where does it go? Like, I I know that you you, you, uh, circumlocute across, you know, and use different words. But where do the forgotten ones go? Where is that vague limbo of the tip of your tongue, where is that truly? And it kind of started me thinking um, that I may end up using kind of um, a bit of that in uh, the next novel that I write, Um, because it, you know, originally I was going to go in a completely different direction with the next novel, and I wasn't going to write another Dante Kindness book. Um, I was going to write this uh, weird drug dealer story that I've had in my head for years, that I have a ton of notes for, um, called, uh, the working title was Roots. Roots spelled with a U, um, R-O-U-T-E-S. So, um, but anyway, but I've kind of immediately finishing the first book, Strang- uh, The Strangest Kindness, um, I was like, oh, well, I want to kind of have, you know, I kind of had this dream that it, it, it spawned an idea that I wanted to put into the Next Dante book, and it kind of worked with the antagonist I was struggling with, Um, For that, I was like, oh, okay, well, here's some vague notes for the next Dante book. And then this, like, forgotten words thing was, I was like, oh, I can totally use that. And uh, the antagonist can totally use that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And it, it, weirdly enough, goes back to, you know, Deb and I talked um, a couple weeks ago on No Applause about how I'm very drawn to characters with duality or uh, characters who are dichotomous to each other. uh, And that's very much going to be the theme of... Um, the next Dante novel is kind of, who's the other side of the coin? Um, you know, you think it's kind of, when you read the book, you think okay. it's possibly Rain or Sunshine, um, Mr. Rain or Mr. Sunshine, but really Dante doesn't have an opposite number yet. Uh, he does, uh, I've, uh, conceptualized him, but he doesn't have a name yet, um, and then, like Deb had mentioned, my my Batman villain, uh, Double Negative, that we that she and I uh, co conceptualized. Um, once again, a lot of duality. But uh, the Forgotten Words thing was just this kind of lightning in a bottle, you know, brainstorm that I had. And um, I'm really looking forward to to kind of fleshing that out once again when I have time. Uh, once again, this is uh, this goes back months ago when you know it's like I don't have the time, I don't have the time, and then two weeks later I'm like I have so much time. I'm going to and then I go back, and once again, it cycles. Um, You know, I have good weeks, I have bad weeks, I don't have time, I do have time. Um, But speaking of time, we are at time. So, from Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug, and from Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses to some extent. Good night, Internet. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive Producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickber. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for Almost Bacon and Banjo!